I have conversations with Andrew Tate. Andrew and I will, will, will message each other over uh, Telegram yeah. um, before and after he went to jail. And um, he was the one who set me up with those guys. And that's how I ended up meeting Rolo and them. But I talked to them about their affiliate program for Hustle University and War Room. Andrew, Andrew's hundreds, thousands of affiliate parties. You know how you get into every party in the Hamptons? You gotta have girls with you. Right. You gotta have girls with you. Yeah. These guys would like end up like building businesses basically from going from one party to another with like all these girls with them. Like when I go to Dan Blazarian's parties, I try to put somewhere between 90 and, and 150 girls on the list wow. for every one of his parties. <laughs> Welcome to the Digital Social Hour. I'm your host, Sean Kelly. I'm here with my co-host, Wayne Lewis. What up, what up? And our guest today, Michael Sartain. Hey, what's going on, guys? Doing well, <laughs> man. Oh, we was The conversation was so good, we almost forgot to yeah. do the intro. <laughs> I was so yeah. into it. That's actually happened before. Yeah, I've done that a couple for, times. We almost forgot the intro. All right, so back to your course. You're doing 500K a month now? Yeah, yeah. So uh, it's funny. So MOAMentoring.com, we started off, uh, I think the first month we did it, I want to say we did 100K the first month we did it. Now, the reason for that uh, we didn't really know what we were doing with our marketing, mm -hmm. but um, what made it work was that we had so much demand. So I've been teaching this for 15 years, mm -hmm. but the first 13 years it was totally for free. Uh, yeah, yeah. So we the first month, the first three months we did 100k, then it dropped off because we didn't know how to do ads. We had no idea how to do ads about that. Right. Um, and we started doing ads, and I had a theory that if our ads, if the ads, we did not say the word dating because Facebook hates that term mm -hmm. uh, because so many pickup artists have gone in there and made extraordinary claims that were absurd. Uh, you you know, there's uh, crypto stuff. It's hard time to post yeah. that on Facebook as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So Facebook ad manager will not, that goes to Facebook and it goes to Instagram. YouTube's actually more strict, to be honest with you. We actually had to change our ads even more for YouTube. So for our, our in, uh, Facebook ad manager, what we decided, this was my theory and it turned out to work. I totally, totally by accident. As I said, for our ads, we are not going to say the word dating or relationships at all. We're going to talk about high status networking and we're going to talk about networking with men and women and networking to help you get a job, help you make more money, help you find mentors and help you find your dream girl. Mm -hmm. We did say dream girl. That's fine. And then um, and then in the copy, in the ad, you'll notice all the girls were stunning. We, they, they gave me a couple of ads the first time the, our, our guy, our editor gave me back ads. And I was like, at, at, uh, at, sex, at 17 seconds. That girl's an eight, mm. only tens. And if you go back and watch the ad, only ten. We only girls that were stunning to, to be in the ad mm. uh, because we had so much footage from Babes in Toyland and all the bikini competitions. Mm. And then afterwards, uh, in the ad, the girls are always touching me and they're facing me and I never touched them. There was one thing where one of my female friends, I was like hugging her like this. And <laughs> I, I knew she was my female friend, but it looked like I was like going up to some strange girl. I was like, this context is incorrect. Girls always have to be facing me and I might not be facing them and they're always reaching towards me or touching me or sitting on my lap mm. and I'm not touching them. So we tried that at 26 to one ROI. Insane. We did that 26 to one. Um, for those of you who are like considering getting into ads, um, the problem with TikTok is that I personally believe 80% of their engagement is fake. I don't think it's real. If you guys run, run the same ad on TikTok as you run on uh, a Facebook ad manager and tell me what you see. And like, it's just really unqualified, very lots of Cyrillic alphabets and lots of Arabic alphabets and lots of people from India, lots of people from Brazil. Like right. that's, so I'm not, I don't feel like their engagement is real. I don't know if you guys saw, uh, but like Wish, you remember the company yeah. Wish? Yeah, yeah, they yeah. put all of their marketing budget into TikTok and they went from $39 a share down to 60 cents. 
Whoa. I just really do not believe. I'm not saying it won't be in the future, but I think right now TikTok is not like um, a mature advertising environment. Mm -hmm. um, the problem with YouTube is they're just so strict that like, like I said before, we're getting 40% return on our investment with, with uh, YouTube and 26 to one on Facebook ad manager. So right wow. now, as much as people think TikTok's taping, taking over, I still think Instagram is the most relevant social media platform. And I haven't tried any advertising on, we've done Google ads and then we've done, um, what's the other one? Snapchat. Um, we have not tried Snapchat. That may be one that we go out. Yeah. I heard Snapchat is like kind of the wave right now. We're yeah. trying to, you know, come back and stay relevant. Yeah. Yeah. The thing for me is because the, the, it's a high ticket program. Mm -hmm. It generally has to be North American or European middle-class to upper middle-class mm -hmm. men mm -hmm. that buy from us so right. some of these platforms like snapchat isn't as relevant a platform we might need to try twitter actually that might actually be a better place mm -hmm. for us to go yeah but that's the third well, one of the things we did and then the other thing that worked for the business was um i really tried to push affiliates because i'm friends with mm -hmm. justin waller and i'm friends with uh cooper sterling um or sterling cooper and I, I have conversations yeah, with I like Sterling. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Yeah, yeah. I have conversations with Andrew Tate, mm -hmm. not specifically about this, but Andrew and I will will, will message each other over uh, Telegram yeah. uh, before and after he went to jail. And um, he was the one who set me up with those guys. And that's mm -hmm. how I ended up meeting Rolo and them. But I talked to them about their affiliate program for Hustle University and War Room. And we try to do as close to that as we can. Mm. So there's a lot of guys who can't afford the program, but they want to be involved. So yeah. they, we give them a bunch of free stuff and then we put them in our affiliate group and then they help sell the program. Mm -hmm. So if you guys, most of the time when you guys see my face on TikTok, it's one of my affiliates mm, gotcha. uh, or on YouTube or on Instagram. So Smart. right now there's probably, it's not like, it's not like it was for Andrew. Andrew's hundreds, thousands right. of affiliate things. I probably have 20 or 30 different affiliate pages on each one of those platforms. Mm -hmm. um, and they're making a boatload of money. And then the other ones are like, Rolo or Myron or those guys right there who come on the show with me. Mm -hmm. I give them all an affiliate code, Spencer Cornelia, guys like that. Mm -hmm. And they make money from doing that. I'm wow. like, that's something I want to get maybe Dan Fleischman involved with too. Yeah. So I'm trying to do paid organic and affiliate. Gotcha. I'm trying to make all three of those things work. And that's how we push it up to, you know, close to 600,000 a month. Insane. Yeah. So, how much is so, it? so what do you do? Like, so that <laughs> the audience know, cause we kind of just yeah. jumped into this. Yeah. It's, let everyone know what, what it is. Uh, exactly. So, so I'm and a retired U S military officer. I flew uh, special ops for five years mm -hmm. and then I did counterintelligence. Uh, specifically it's called um, signature management for the last two years I was in the military. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I got out and I moved to Vegas. And when I was here, um, I just, I knew I wanted to be, I was, I was, uh, working to be an actor. I was working for an actually a talent agency for a while and I was splitting time between LA and Vegas. And then, um, I was here and I wanted to work in nightlife. I wanted to, I wanted my nightlife experience to be effortless. I didn't want it to be something where I was going in there, sitting in the, you know, how guys, when you're young, you go in there and you're sitting on the dance floor and just trying to pick up girls. I, like, I hate that. I wanted, yeah. I wanted it to be the fun, incredible experience. I want to be on stage with Tiesto or Skrillex or whoever, mm -hmm. anytime I wanted. And so I spent um, the next few years kind of studying what some of these nightlife directors do, the hosts, the promoters, all that kind of stuff. And the reason why I studied it is because those guys were so effortlessly able to get large groups of girls, really pretty girls, to like show up and participate with anything they wanted. And I was like, that's an incredible skill set. If you guys ever read the book, Very Important People by Ashley Mears, she's a professor of sociology at uh, uh, Boston University. She talks about the men in the Hamptons. You know those Hamptons parties they yeah, have in yeah, the summer? Yeah, for sure. so those, those Hamptons parties are, are hosted by 100 millionaires and billionaires. Mm. And there's no, it's not like a formal guest list. There's a way to get in every party. Do you know mm. how you get into every party in the Hamptons? You know? You, you got to know. know someone, right? No. Close. Um, you hook up with a guy? <laughs> got to have girls with you. 
Right. Got to have girls with you. Yeah. These guys would like end up like building businesses basically from going from one party to another with like all these girls with them. Same thing in the south of France. Same thing. In all. And so it was the skill set I wanted to learn is like, how do I teach guys? How do I personally make it so that I can go anywhere with like 20, 30 girls? Mm -hmm. And it's not I, I try to keep it away from the skeezy mm -hmm. drug. There's no I don't do any yeah. drugs. I don't try any drugs, anything like that. Or like paying them to hang out with me. None of that. And I was like, this is a skill set that I got really good at over 10 years. How can I teach that? That's one of the that's one of the eight that uh, there are 11 pillars in there. It's like one or two of the 11 pillars have to do with this subject right here. Mm -hmm. It's like, how do we sh go to a place? But I have 20, 30, 40. Like when I go to Dan Blazarian's parties, I try to put somewhere between 90 and, and 150 girls on the list wow. for every one of his parties. For yeah. maximum, it's usually around 100. Um, for the bikini competitions, I recruited 200 for the last time for Wet Republic. Wow. And I'm not a club. That's the thing. I'm not a club promoter. But there are things that club promoters do that I wanted to mimic. Just like if you see a really good uh, computer programmer or really good sales guy or you, there's things that they do you want to mimic. Right. And so I so what happened was from 2011 to 2019, uh, my, my job, I was a, actually a trader. I worked for a small firm uh, called Continental Financial Capital as a quantitative analyst. And so I was trading uh, stock options. And then when the when COVID hit, I realized, man, I need multiple sources of revenue. And I've right. been teaching this since 08, this whole right. dynamic of um, I used to live in Atlanta and the best club promoters I'd ever seen. These guys were able to get massive amounts of girls to like show up to parties or whatever. I was like, I need to learn from what they were doing. Shout out to Armada magazine and Max Smith, who's out there. He owns Tongue and Groove now, I think. Um, so I, I just learned what they did. And then I tried to put it. I tried to delineate it. If you if you guys met promoters here, if you guys met guys like mm -hmm. Jason Strauss, I don't know if you guys know Jason Strauss used to be a club promoter. Mm -hmm. He used to pass out flyers when he yeah, lived yeah. in Boston. He went to Boston University. Now he's the most powerful man in light, nightlife. There's a set of steps that he went through to get to where he's at. But no one really teaches it. There's no formal course for mm -hmm. like being a world class VIP house. Right. There's no formal class for it. And I don't want to teach people to be VIP hosts, but I do want to teach people what are the things that these guys do that are so incredible to get a, if you have the ability to get a human being to spend $25,000 on a table, mm -hmm. there's a skill set there. Absolutely. If you have the ability to get 100 girls, pretty girls to show up to something, there's a skill set there. Right. How do we take that skill set and then we bring it into self-help? How do we take that skill set and bring it into male improvement? How do we take that skill set and then we bring it into this whole community to like build a business, whatever, um, and that's that's essentially what my program was. So right. uh, a couple things. I started hosting all the bikini competitions in Las Vegas. So the one at Dre's, uh, Dre's Swimsuit Showcase, the Rehab Bikini Invitational, and then the it's not called the Spy on Vegas Hot 100. It's called uh, it was it was by Playboy. We don't know what the name is this year, but we're going to do another one this year. Um, mm -hmm. And that was the biggest one in the world, biggest bikini competition in the world. And then I hosted Paradise Challenge in Jamaica, which is the Black Tape Project also. Mm -hmm. And then I hosted Swimsuit USA's World Championship in Mexico. Wow. So those are five big bikini series. And from there, I got all those girls to start coming to all the charity events I, mm -hmm. I throw. You just had uh, Dave Fleischman on here. Dan does Model Citizen Fund. When mm -hmm. he does Model Citizen Fund in September, which mm -hmm. is for his birthday, I try to bring at least 100 girls to that. Wow. It's not. I'm not a club promoter wearing sunglasses, passing out blow. With a suit that, on. That's yeah. not what I'm doing. Yeah. What I'm doing is, guys, there's a charity event. We're putting backpacks together. Where, uh, to, to give to orphanages and domestic abuse shelters and homeless people. That's what Dan Fleischman's charity is. Mm -hmm. And I'll message the biggest influencers I know. And they're like, they're not like, hey, come to my table and f my client. That is not what I'm saying. Yeah. Come to this charity event with me, walk this red carpet and get photographs on this red carpet. And the girls are like, thank you. Yeah, that's awesome. And so Dan, by, by the way, Dan Fleischman is a great example. Like 
he's a what young Jeezy said. I'm your favorite rapper's favorite rapper. Yeah. Dan Fleischman is your favorite influencer's favorite influencer <laughs> for sure because he's so underground. But like we all know each other through Dan Fleischman. Yeah. I tried to make a course kind of to teach what Dan Fleischman does. Mm-hmm. But like because I've never seen Dan really teach what he does. But I try. He's one of the guys that I try to mimic after. Um, and so there's just this, these incredible networkers out there and they're always surrounded by wealthy people mm-hmm. in really cool places, access to anything they want. Anytime they have a mentor, they get to meet their mentor. Face. Like I got to interview David Buss. I get to interview Rolo Tomasi. Like mm-hmm. that was incredible. And then they're, and then, and then effortlessly surrounded by hundreds and hundreds of women. Mm-hmm. And then the woman they choose to be their wife or their life partner is one of these hundreds and hundreds of stunning women that they're around all the time. Mm-hmm. So, and I mean, obviously, you know, Dan, I'm going to say this, he married up. He did incredible, right? Mm-hmm. But why is that? Because Dan is always around these beautiful influencers mm-hmm. all the time, right? And then he found the one, he's like, you, this is the one I want. Mm-hmm. So networking as an evolutionary adaptation, networking to like grow your business, networking to find mentors, networking to meet the woman of your dreams. Mm-hmm. That's what I teach in my course, MOA Mentoring. Right. But that was from, I used to manage a strip club like back in 2002. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we're talking 21 years mm-hmm. of me just like studying this stuff. And women, un- understanding yes. women too. Yes. You have an understanding of yeah. women. Yeah. Yeah, you but know how to talk to them. There's a couple other things. Um, so because I was a military officer, there's a there's a component of leadership that mi- that's missed in the self-help community mm-hmm. and very much in the dating community. Mm-hmm. This component of like inability to look people in the eye, shake hands, mm-hmm. and to have normal conversations right. with people. Um, this has been lost in part because the iPhone uh, put the Facebook app on it in 2008. And you can see the number of men that have, gone, have since 2008 to 2018 has tripled. Wow. It's tripled. It is over 33% of men have zero partners in the last year because of that 28% of men under the age of 30 are vir- not virgins, but they haven't had since they were 18. Maybe they had before 18, wow. but that's the numbers are skyrocketing because these men don't know how to communicate. And so that's mm-hmm. the reason why another reason why my program blows up so much because that's a lot dangerous. of it is, that's it dangerous. is because that's you, high. because you end up with a bunch of uh, surplus men, yeah, uh, surplus men. Yeah. So if you like certain Middle Eastern countries where you have men who have multiple wives and then men down at the bottom quartile with no mobility whatsoever, no ability to have with anyone, they mm-hmm. strap bombs to their chest. That's why you, we tend to find in polygynous societies or polyamorous society, we tend to find more violence. Wow. And in, in societies where monogamy is encouraged, like with Catholicism and Islam and Judaism, you find that there's less violence. Mm. And so it's one of these weird things where you have a bunch of guys at the tops so are like, be players, get this yacht, mm-hmm. make this money, fuck all these girls. And then there's a bunch of dudes at the bottom who suffer. But at the same time, from a societal standpoint, the family unit is economically and socially the most viable way in order to produce a viable uh, or a stable mm-hmm. populace. Mm-hmm. Right. Does that make sense? You have a tax base, you have a nonviolent uh, populace and you have a population increase um, and you have a bunch of men who aren't frustrated at the bottom marriage like monogamy allows for men at the bottom to have at least one wife polygyny or polyamory causes the men at the top to have it's it's the uh it's the george clooney um leonardo dicaprio running through thousands of groupies Mm -hmm. effect and then those girls then never settle for the guy who stocks shelves at walmart so the guy who stocks shelves at walmart doesn't have less options with women he has zero options Mm. with women and the guy up at the top literally could seven different girls every day if you wanted to mm-hmm. and so it's become uh scott galloway's a professor and he talks about this if if dating were a country it would be the most unequal distribution of wealth 
than any country on the planet. Wow. Yeah, they were saying because of that, less babies are being born. Yes. Yeah, so, so right now. So, wow. so here's the thing: in certain countries like yeah. Indonesia, Brazil, Mexico, we're not seeing this massive decline in birth rate, but amongst North American uh, people, in especially middle class North American people, yeah, this is what um, Elon Musk was talking about: is like they're being outpopulated mm-hmm. by people from other countries. I personally don't have a problem with that, but just because there's going to be more that no one's saying that there's 8 billion people on the planet. And in a hundred years, there's going to be 7 billion. No one's saying that. Right. What they're saying is certain demographics, like in Indonesia, they are populating like crazy. Mm-hmm. And in China for a while, they were yeah, 1.3 billion people. Yeah. It's just certain populaces are being outbred by other ones. Mm-hmm. And some people find that as a concern. And mm-hmm. some people who are jingoists and some people who are ethnocentrists Mm -hmm. they don't like the fact that my color people are being outbred by your color people Mm -hmm. and therefore that's why they make some of these complaints but there is no there's a demographic collapse but there's no population collapse i think that's kind of a misused term on twitter i Mm -hmm. see sometimes yeah now were you always able to pull girls because obviously you were in the military for years i assume you're not getting laid in the military no no that happens a lot no no it wasn't when i lived in atlanta it wasn't a problem yeah Yeah. when i lived in atlanta it was great it wasn't it wasn't that uh that big of an issue the, the, the thing for me is, I would tell you in my early 20s, no. I will tell you working at a strip club um, from the age of 22 to 26, mm-hmm. um, there are these really uncomfortable truths about the dynamics between men and women mm-hmm. that you sometimes don't learn until a girl breaks up with you or cheats on you. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have to learn it that way. I just watched the most some of the most incredible women and some of the most destructive, toxic women I've ever seen in my entire life mm-hmm. destroy their lives and their families' lives because of drugs or some kind of like mental disorder. I like, Mm. I got to see, it's almost like learning about war from going to West Point versus learning about war from going to Da Nang during Vietnam. Mm -hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like one of them, like it was such real life experience watching that, that a lot of the disillusionment that happens for men, I think in the, they, they call the term red pill rage. Yeah. Um, that, that happened to me in my early 20, before Rollo had ever even written the rational mail, I'd already gone through that. Um, so for me, that lack of disillusionment and then later on kind of seeing the difference between what guys online were saying that they did just so you know like the majority of guys in pickup are lying they're not good with women they're Mm. some of the worst guys i've ever seen with women in my (laughs) life are huge pickup coaches um they're really bad so they'll show you if they're good you'll see it one of the reasons why pickup artists generally don't do a lot of stuff on social media is because they'd have to expose their lives and they're not very good with women so Mm what will happen is you'll see um what I noticed was the pickup artists were saying this, and then I would look at the, the f-ing club promoter who like had a girlfriend, and they were having f-ings with six other girls while he was showing up to the club with sixty girls, and I was like, that guy. I'm gonna listen to that guy. I'm not gonna listen to the pickup artist. I'm gonna listen <laughs> to that guy. What that guy says, yeah. and I saw that the two things were different. Pickup artists were like, you can never be friends with women. Club promoters were like, all my female, all my friends f-ing females, yes. right? Does that make sense? The uh, pickup artists like, you can never buy a girl a drink. Club promoters like, no, I get comp tables all. Girls get drinks. It's a fucking party every night, all the time. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so I, I started to see that this is where the difference was. And so from paying attention to that, and then also understanding like the d- dynamics between men and women. Again, I, not to be obviously not every woman is like a woman in a strip club, but like seeing the worst of it up front, it made it very easy for mm-hmm. me to be like my boundaries were very clear, mm-hmm. uh, very early on. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but no, definitely not. I mean, I. I'd say in my early 20s and the first one I got in the military, I did not have a ton of successful women. I, I definitely say that happened when I moved to Vegas. Yeah, I think a lot of men um, overthink when it comes to yeah. the interaction with women. 
and it's really like they want the interaction. Mm. Mm. Your approach just can't be weird. Yeah. So so yeah. it's funny. The, you guys see Elon Musk. He put out the uh, study that shows if you have an IQ over one thirty, you have a higher chance of being a virgin than if you have an IQ <laughs> under eighty. <laughs> really? Because guys under with an IQ under eighty, they just go, "Yeah, hot girl, go." Gym time. <laughs> lift, lift weights. Get big. Hi, I'm Brock. That's what guy under eighty does. Yeah. Guy under eighty doesn't look in the mirror and be like, "Man, I have an existential crisis. <laughs> right. I, I just wonder what the world thinks about me. And if I post this on my social media, will my mom care?" Mm. The guy under uh, with an IQ under eighty does not have these issues. Right. The guy with an IQ under eighty is just like, "My friend took some steroids, so I'm going to take." And steroids. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna get big, and I'm just gonna go up to girls and be like, "Sup, sup, <laughs> no, sup." Like, people with IQs under 80 mm -hmm. uh, tend to have like super high confidence, mm -hmm. even yeah. though they don't need to have high confidence. Mm -hmm. People with IQs over 130, they're literally like so neurotic, like mm -hmm. they're so hard. Some of the highest IQ clients that I have, mm -hmm. it's impossible to get them to take action because they don't listen to what I'm saying. They, they legitimately think that they can intellectualize their way through <laughs> any problem, mm -hmm. and it's a, and it ends up being a disaster. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I mean, that was one of the things is that like I understood that just because I, I studied uh, astronomy in, in college, just because I can can explain quantum mechanics to someone doesn't mean I should yeah, right yeah just because like there's often times like the conversation we were just having about the 26 to 1 ROI like I would love to meet a girl who's stunning now I have my girlfriend and she does definitely care mm -hmm. but I would love to have before met a girl who was like super interested in that I never meet women that are interested in that mm -hmm. I meet women who are interested in the fact that I make money mm -hmm. but they're not interested in the fact is like here's how our affiliate uh, uh yeah. system works and they yeah, don't later understand on it it, it, dude, I'm going next week with Dan Fleischman, Wes Watson, Brad Lee, Hardcore Closer, and a bunch of other people to Dallas. And we're, they're going to do a, a speech in Dallas. And I'm like telling my girlfriend, I'm like, dude, Wes Watson's going to be there. That's <laughs> dude, that's awesome. As Wes Watson and Brad Lee are going to be there. And she just doesn't care. Yeah. Like it, in her mind, she doesn't understand. But like because for because for a, for men who know you know being around those men will make you millions mm -hmm. but for women they just see the millions yeah they don't understand it it's work. like the 30 books that i read in <laughs> right. all these situations that right. went i mean, obviously some women do but most women that i talk to is like they just see the bag the watch the car at the end mm. at the finish line but they don't understand it's like yeah, just one of these weird things where, like, I had a discussion with my girlfriend the other day. I was like, I wanted her to meet. I was I had a huge guest on. Mm -hmm. I not even say who it was. Huge guest. And I wanted her to come meet the guest. And I was like, trying to, she was like, I don't understand why you want me to meet the guest. I just want to go, like, lay out by the pool. And I was like, because you're part of my company. And, like, I want this person to see that I have some relevancy in this arena. Mm -hmm. And she didn't grasp it at first. And then I was trying to explain to her. I was like, no, we make money together. Mm -hmm. So I need her, this person to see all of the parts of my life. Right. And a lot of times women just don't grasp that that concept is mm -hmm. like they just see, no, there's just money. They just see that there is money and that money's being made. But like they don't understand that like uh, it's, it's an I'm getting way off topic here. If you teach male self-improvement, mm -hmm. do you guys know most women don't think that's real? Really? Especially. Yeah, Wait, they don't think really, male it's really funny. Wait, yeah, yeah. They don't listen. think male improvement. Or, yes. So they think if you were to if you were to really like get in and listen to a group of like really hot girls talk mm -hmm. and they were like, how, how does a guy get your attention or hook up with you? It's like, just be tall and hot with a huge and just uh, have tons of money and then you'll get me. That's mm. what they think. And so if they if you, they did this experiment where they give women these uh, Tinder profiles of average looking men and they're like, OK, pick up women doing this. And they're disastrous. The women have no idea what they're doing mm -hmm. because they don't have to work to get people to right swipe. Absolutely. Yeah. And so so uh, this funny thing happens where I would talk to these girls and I would explain to them. I was like, yeah, look, I have one client. He's five foot one. 
and I was explaining to my girlfriend, like that dude gets laid all the time. Wow. One of my one of my coaches. He's like constantly hooking up with hot chicks. And she's like, no, that's not possible. In her mind, male self-improvement isn't real. Only hot guys get hot girls. In women, because that's the because they're hot girls. That's the way they see the world. Only rich guys get hot girls. Mm. Male self-improvement is literally, I'm confident enough and charismatic enough to overcome that looks money status barrier mm. in order for me to actually get the job of my dreams or to get hot girls also. Women don't think that's real. Some women, I mean, obviously there's exceptions. Most women legitimately think it's only like when they go sleep with a guy, it's because fate and destiny and karma. No. And he was a Sagittarius. No. They don't understand. <laughs> he rented the car, set up the reservation. Mm -hmm. The chef knew his name. It was two minutes away from his apartment. His apartment smelled like lavender. Mm -hmm. It was cleaned earlier that day. There were candles. The bed was like from her standpoint, it just happened and they just Wow. And it was supposed to happen. From his standpoint, he did all this work. It's really funny. If you ever have a girlfriend who's bisexual and you guys start trying to have threesomes, you'll notice from her standpoint, she thinks the threesomes just happen. But like after a while, she comes to the realization. She's like, oh, we really have to like set up a situation, like almost like a slide, like a set of circumstances that mm -hmm. leads to another girl coming back to our place. Mm -hmm. And it's really funny to watch the realization mm -hmm. because from their standpoint, every time they've had it was organic but from we're, we're all men here we all know it's not organic we have to work right. in order to create a reality right. to where women would even consider sex with us right. but from their standpoint it doesn't work like that so because in their from their standpoint it just happens male self-improvement isn't real the idea of teaching a man to be better with women women are like oh that's awesome you make all that money it's fooling those guys <laughs> like that ha 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 that's yeah, i hear women say this to me all the time they legitimately don't think this is a real thing mm -hmm. wow they think men getting rich is real yeah. they do think that is real mm -hmm. but they don't grasp it's like how did you get rich they just think that like there was a, some secret pile of money we stole they don't understand how to win friends and influence people the one thing by Gary Keller, the E-Myth Revisited. Mm -hmm. They don't understand Hustle Harder. Mm -hmm. They don't understand these, like we read all these books. We read, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, Seven but Habits of Highly Effective People. They don't grasp that concept. They just legitimately think, poof, the money just like ex showed up and then that's how it worked. And so when I explain to these girls, I'm like, we can actually work on comedy with guys that actually make women and men trust them more. We can work on things like the connector, suggester, and content creator, mm -hmm. which is value arbitrage, which causes their network to increase. But like from the outside looking in, like um, it, 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 they just look at it like, no, I just own the hot guy. Right. I fucked Brock fucking phone cannon party at in South Padre Island because he was hot and I felt like doing it. Mm. They don't see the work that goes into all these things. Mm -hmm. And so that's why it's really interesting to me. Like if you guys ever do this, have a super hot girl on here and then talk to her like, what can a guy do to improve to get your, and she's going to say things like, oh, just imp improve your confidence and be yourself. We all know that's other nonsense right be yourself <laughs> right. it's so stupid right. guys this you be yourself if that's you, so if, stupid if you sit at home <laughs> and you sit on your mom's basement getting fat playing minecraft mm -hmm. that and you you think that's to be yourself you think that being yourself is going to get you women mm -hmm. you are deluding yourself mm -hmm. you are going if be yourself is never go to the gym stop being yourself if being yourself is having a victim mentality, stop being yourself. Mm -hmm. Be the most improved version, most attractive version of yourself that you can mm -hmm. possibly be at any time. Mm -hmm. This idea of be yourself is nonsense. Right. The idea also, the other one that's complete and utter total nonsense. You guys know who Wayne Huizenga is? No. no. He used to own the Dolphins. He owned a company, uh, the biggest, biggest golf tournament mm -hmm. uh, in the US, the one that they have in Scottsdale. You guys remember what it's called? Mm -hmm. 
Uh, is that waste? That's not waste management. Yes, it is. Waste management. Ma- you understand how we've gotten so used to saying the name of that company and how insane that is? Mm-hmm. We're calling a golf tournament waste after man- waste management. management. Mm-hmm. Chase your dreams. Mm-hmm. Chase your passions. Mm-hmm. He became a billionaire cleaning up diapers and <laughs> cleaning out porta potties. Mm-hmm. No, don't chase your passion. Don't chase your dream. Solve a problem. Gotcha. That's the difference. That's the difference where you have somebody who's like, I want to sell it. I want to have a restaurant where I sell pink tacos or I want to have a restaurant where I do girls nails. And I'm like, no, I want a scalable business that I can turn into eight or nine figure business. Mm-hmm. And I want to, ch- I want to pay money to get my time back to, so that I can delineate the, or uh, delegate these tasks so I can work on more important things so I can grow my business even faster. Right. I don't believe chase your dreams. I believe chase, figure out someone's problem, solve the problem, become a billionaire. Mm. Anyway, did you, you had a question? Before? Yeah. So I was going to say, um, that, Getting rich is a form of self-improvement. Of course, yeah. <laughs> so technically, what even if they don't get it, it's like, yeah. That part they get. The, rich, the, yeah. the hardcore, <laughs> I was broke and I yeah. have several months. But you, yeah. what, what you hear women say, she's only with him because he has money. Right? That's yeah. From her standpoint, self-improvement still isn't a real thing. Yeah, right. She's yeah. only, f- the hot girl, the hot Russian model is only the short fat guy because he has, he has money. money and often that is correct he didn't improve himself he just made money mm-hmm. but the pro the uh, the concept of like being a better human being a w- more well-rounded mm-hmm. man and having that be the reason why a woman's attracted to you like again the five foot one guy who who hooks up with all the girls yeah. whenever girls see him their first thought is he must be rich mm-hmm. and he's not he's <laughs> doing it because of the things f-ing taught him wow. that's why he's doing it because male self-improvement is real but for people outside of the that whole system they don't get it and also male self-improvement is incomplete the way it's taught there's no like i said there's no leadership component i require my clients to read everything by jocko willick and everything by david goggins wow because i want them to understand Mm -hmm. how no one's coming to save you Mm -hmm. um uh, if something's even if something's not your fault, it's still your fault. Right. No one's coming to save you, and you have to take responsibility for any kind of improvement or any kind of uh, problem that there is. One of the guys that I've seen that are the best with women are leaders. What I mean by that is, guys, let's go. We're going to the party. Everybody, get in line. Get your IDs out. Right, mm-hmm. ladies, line up here. The bikini competition is about to start. You understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. Hey guys, ready? We're going to the movies. We got 15 minutes. Guys, ready? One, two, three. Let's go. They can speak to large groups of women without coming off as assholes. Mm-hmm. It's a technique. I specifically teach this technique in MOA mentoring. How do you speak to large groups of women without coming off like, get over here, you dumb <laughs> like, None of <laughs> It's like, guys, listen, ladies, mm-hmm. everybody get, it's kind of like a kindergarten teacher. Mm-hmm. All right, kids, mm-hmm. everybody line up. Everybody lined up, ready. Mm-hmm. We're about to go make a ton of money. You guys excited? Awesome. One, two, three, go. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's what- Yeah, that's they find that are. so attractive. Yes. Like, He's so sexy. Leadership. Yeah, it yeah, it yeah. is a function of leadership. Yeah. Yes, that's exactly, mm-hmm. that's exactly what it works. Now, uh, are there women who are great leaders? Absolutely. I had two squadron commanders that were female. Are there women who definitely understand self-improvement? A hundred percent there are. Are there women who make a ton of money and they understand mentorship? They are. Correct. But when I go to self-help programs, it's 99% men. Yeah. That's what I've noticed. And where are most men lagging? Uh, I think most men are lacking in th- there's... So it depends on which realm you're coming from. Mm-hmm. From the self-help I'm realm... I'm talking like, about just like an overall spectrum. Like if there's 10 men... Yeah. What are eight of them all yeah. have in common? Uh, the, for as far as the male self-improvement, mm-hmm. it is leadership qualities and a lack of passive-aggressive communication. Like A lack of passive-aggressive? Uh, yes. So, so they have too much passive-aggressive oh, communication. Oh, they have too much. Okay, okay. Uh, YouTube commenters. Great example of I don't. they don't even post their av- avatar on YouTube or on Twitter or whatever, mm-hmm. and then they talk about you and your family. That's a, that's a, it's cowardice, right? Okay. It's very much the Takashi 6 9 mm-hmm. where they've all just become snitches 
and just like very weak-minded individuals. Mm-hmm. Um, the demasculinization of men. I don't mind. Listen, if you want to wear a pink dress, wear a pink dress. My point is uh, this idea that if you act masculine, that you're somehow bad. Mm. That is another issue that's mm. happened. A lot of men have fallen into that trap. I'd say the main one is the ability to look someone in the eye and mm. then to have to take responsibility for your actions and mm. to be a leader. That would be the number one thing. Okay. From the dating standpoint, the main three things that, that they got wrong. Mm. Number one, I think a lot of guys in the dating scene d- adopted social media way too late way too late Mm -hmm. the number one dating app on the planet is instagram uh number two logistics a lot of guys are like i live there's so many dudes who are in their early 20s who got like go buy some house way out in the suburbs like 47 minutes away from the bars and nightclubs because of all the eight because all this extra land they got whereas the dude who has like the four bedroom flat over sixth street in austin or lives in meatpacking or in or lives on McKinney Avenue in Dallas or lives in uh, um, WeHo in Los Angeles or lives in just some cool place like that in Brickell in Miami. That dude is just constantly meeting women. He's yeah. getting more experience with women. Maybe he's with, with them, maybe he's not, but he's constantly meeting mm-hmm. women. He's getting more experience with women. He's yeah. getting better with women. The guy who just, he's like, yeah, I can buy a cheaper house way out here in the woods or whatever. I've said this to, to guys before. The house with the picket fence, that's her dream. That's not your dream. Her dream is to have a picket fence around the house to keep the bitches out. That's why there's a house. Her dream is to have a gigantic. Tell me if you guys have heard this. If you guys are watching this, the girl who has the overbred dog with the hip dysplasia and the eczema and she can, you have to come home and take the dog out every hour because the dog has medical problems. What is that for? That's a surrogate for the children you're going to have, right? There's a, the dog is there to keep the man at home. The, the fence is there to keep the women out. Mm-hmm. You guys understand? Yeah. Right. And then the, ha- the house that she wants you to buy, that she wants you to take a 30-year mortgage out on, is 40 minutes away from the strip. That's what you'll notice. The single guy, what is he doing? He's living on the strip, mm-hmm. right? He has, he maybe he buys, possibly he rents. He has very few, he needs very few material possessions. He's got a couple of pairs of shoes laptop and he makes his money online mm-hmm. as a copywriter or whatever mm-hmm. and then when he dates he does it on his terms mm-hmm. does that make sense yeah, that's yeah. what the difference that's what i'm saying the house yeah. and the picket fence that's her dream that's not your dream and so many guys get that whole thing is confused so the main three things let me i'm sorry my original point was what they were doing wrong yeah. the dating community me so no, you, you kind of noted right there you yeah kinda uh, broke it down. number one is they they were super late on social media they don't understand that the online presence that they have is more important than almost anything else that they're going to do mm-hmm. you in person doing cold approach is never going to match up with you having having an incredible social media account. Number two is logistics. And number three, this incredible anathema, just stupid, stupid idea that they've had for years. This idea that you can't be friends with women, Mm. bro. I am friends with women and they introduce me to women. Dude, my girlfriend was introduced me, but I have two stunning friends in Mexico who hit me up and be like, Hey, that girl you thought was hot. She's at this bar right now. Come here right now. And they're just like, Michael, this Michael, that Michael's awesome. And I walk up to her and start talking to her because of that women introduce you to more women, Mm -hmm. women get you invited into cool events Mm -hmm. and women get you used to being around Mm -hmm. beautiful women so Mm -hmm. that when you meet more beautiful women, you don't act weird yeah. women <laughs> calibrate you, you like, yes. it's just so bad like the two biggest Facts. lies pickup ever taught number one is you can't be friends with women and number two this idea that women sleep with you because of your intent mm-hmm. no they don't women don't sleep with you because of your intent mm-hmm. they knew you wanted to f- them when the they got up one. in the morning they, they already know you want to f- no. them women don't sleep with you because your intent they sleep with you because of your status mm-hmm. i don't understand why people still believe this mm-hmm. nonsense and so because of that you were asking to think from the mm-hmm. self-help 
perspective, mm-hmm. the leadership qualities that are necessary to run a business or the things that are being lost in this category. It's just, I want to program and make money and then hire a VA and then just like never like de- never look anyone in the eye or shake hands or mm-hmm. whatever on this end. And then on this end, the, the things I said before is they mess up is logistics, social media, and having the, having the ability to have female friends yeah. on the dating side of it. But yeah, those are the big holes. And those holes are the ones I specifically address with my coaching program. Are you a fan of dating apps like Tinder, Bumble, Hinge? Yeah, they're great. I'm, I'm a fan of abundance. Do all of it. Mm-hmm. That's fine. I will say though that Using Tinder and then not using Instagram is a mistake. Mm. I think that's a problem. I think never going up and cold approaching, never going up and cold approaching women is a mistake if you only do social media. Mm-hmm. But the thing that you're going to find is like, if you actually mm-hmm. have like a decent presence on social media on YouTube or Instagram or whatever, when you go meet a girl, they already know. It, they already know yeah. Or like, I, I'll tell you right now, like the number since I started this podcast, which has nothing to do. It's really interesting. On the podcast, sometimes I'll talk about aliens or like the war in Russia. Yeah. And I'll have women commenting, like sending me heart eyes or like, I miss you. <laughs> it is because status is status is status. They yeah. don't care what you're talking about. They just like if, hearing you talk. Exactly. Yeah. Or if you come off as like, like we're, there's this thing now called the micro famous. In 1985, mm-hmm. you were either like Tom Cruise level famous or no one knew who you were. Yeah. Because there's no social media. There's this middle class of fame that sort of exists now that's you're famous enough to turn to like get the attention of every woman. Mike Majerik, you know, the guy, the co-host with yeah, Mike Malak. Mm-hmm. Oh, how'd you say it? Malak. Malak. Sorry, I said his name wrong. Mike Malak. It's a great example mm-hmm. where he's famous enough. He's not quite as famous as Logan and Jake, but he's famous enough to where like I've seen the girls he's date and he dates some really pretty girls. Right. So he's like kind of in this middle class. There's this middle class of fame that sort of exists now. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. Enough to get a blue check mark, but not quite at the White House like that. Yeah. You yeah, understand yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite, do you guys know who DJ Irie is in, in Miami? Yeah. DJ Irie is great. He's friends with Dan Fleischman. Mm-hmm. DJ Irie is the perfect level of fame. DJ Irie has LeBron James and probably Barack Obama's number in his mm-hmm. phone, but he can still walk around without security. Mm-hmm. There's this middle class That's of fame. That's the best. That's yeah. the best. Yeah. There's this middle class of fame that sort of exists now where it's enough to use your fame mm-hmm. to start a business and date the girl of your dreams, but you're not, you don't have to be, you don't have to be George Clooney level of fame. Mm-hmm. Right. And social media sort of facilitates this middle class of fame that like, it could be just as like as simple as you're just the guy who hosts the cool Sunday mm-hmm. party on the yacht every week. Mm-hmm. Like that little middle class of status and fame that sort of exists now. And men should be able to take advantage of it. The problem is the number of men that take advantage of it is less than 20% of men. Mm-hmm. And they're having 80% of the mm-hmm. And then this bottom third of men is having no at all. That's what's right. happening. So it's just no competition in the space. That's what he's Correct. saying. Because yeah. technically, the men are actually taking advantage of the space. They're getting most of the women. And yeah. meanwhile, they think it's some kind of cheat code. And really, it's just yeah, it's just doing what you're supposed to do as a guy. How, how, how important do you feel is it to four men that's working on themselves to actually, you know, come up to women that they don't know, let's say in Walmart, and just yeah. have casual conversation. I don't, I don't, how, how important is that? I don't think you have to go up to women in Walmart. What I do think you have mm-hmm. to do, and by the way, this is also for married entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. I do think you need to be comfortable talking to women by being a, around a lot of women. There's mm-hmm. there's two things we're talking about. One is I meet a girl during cold approach for sexual intercourse. Mm-hmm. And another one is I meet a huge social media influencer who helps me build my business, mm-hmm. who comes and supports my business. Dan Fleischman is a great example. He's going to have Model Citizen Fund. When he's there, there's going to be... The, the, uh, 
uh, Emily Sears, Lindsay Palis, and Abigail Rashford, they're going to walk the carpet. Each mm -hmm. one of them, 8 to 10 million followers on Instagram. He's not trying to sleep with them. He's married. Right. But they come and they bring attention mm -hmm. to what he's doing. So those are two different things we're talking about. Mm -hmm. The difference is, though, being friends with uh, Emily Sears, Lindsay Palis, and Abigail Rashford, mm -hmm. when you go into a party with them, every girl is staring at you. Who the f is this guy who just walked in with my favorite model right. who who is this guy who just walked into a club with caitlin runk and and and, and kindly myers mm. who who is this dude and women are just like so this guy has status i need to know who the fuck this guy is i need to get his attention and so to me that's mm. more important than like say the cold approach stuff mm. is like to work on who do you network with and who are you connected to on social mm. media i think that's probably more mm. important but if you can't go up in cold approach that's a huge problem Right. That's a huge problem. That's what I'm saying. What I'm saying is when, when it comes to return on investment, being able to go up and talk to strangers mm -hmm. is helpful. Right. Being better online is actually so much more scalable mm -hmm. that to me, I think people are not spending enough time mm -hmm. working on that. 100%. It makes yeah, it a lot easier when you have an online presence. Yes. So, so strangers know you. So nobody's technically a stranger. It, it, it's the, it's your office, right? right. So, so if, if you go into a, a you go see a, a personal injury attorney and you walk mm -hmm. into the office and then there's like a wall missing and there's no carpet on the floor and there's like two legs missing on the couch and he doesn't have a desk in front of him. Mm -hmm. That's what it looks like when your social media is bad. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's what it looks because because women are like, who is this guy? Because we ask girls all the time. One of the first questions I ask: You met a super hot guy in a club. What's the first thing you do? It's always the first thing, right. guys. What is the first thing they always do, guys? What is it? They check the guy's Instagram one hundred percent of the time. Mm -hmm. So even if you are doing cold approach, again, you have to think of your social media, your online presence as your office, right? I used to pass up business cards. Now they come and they check out my Instagram and now I'm purveying a message to them. My message is, I, I mean, I have a girlfriend, but my message is here's my podcast. My podcast is interesting. These are the topics we talk about. And also here's some lifestyle photos to show that when I talk about male, female dynamics, I actually know what I'm talking about. Here's right. some irrefutable visual evidence to prove that what I'm talking about is true. And so that's what I try to do. That's what I try to pervade with my social media. Your social media might be, I do credit repair, Stephen Lau, yeah. credit, right? He's, what is he doing? He's got a fully automatic shotgun while he's sticking a credit card into a mouth. Mm -hmm. That's what he puts on his IG. What does that show? I make, I have ridiculous amounts of wealth. I'm incredibly successful. Mm -hmm. But one of the things that, where I think a lot of guys go wrong is, um, if I were to tell you uh, that a guy uh, had hundreds of and did a bunch of quaaludes and went to jail for securities fraud and somebody was going to make a movie out of him. You'd be like, oh my God, this I would never be involved with that guy. Mm -hmm. What a terrible life. Wolf of Wall Street. I would myself. Mm -hmm. Wolf of Wall Street. I would exactly. love to be around him. <laughs> everyone would love to be around him. Mm -hmm. If I were to tell you, man, I'm on YouTube and I'm like, uh, and I'm sitting there walking around and I and I I show a video of a dead body hanging from a tree in Japan. Mm -hmm. Like I violated terms of service. Everyone wants me canceled. I would never be involved with that Logan guy. and Jake. Logan and Jake. Paul. I've been around those guys. Again, love them. Again, wow. again. Nobody pays for shit anymore. Mm -hmm. There is legitimately no bad publicity. Mm -hmm. The Tinder swindler has a coaching program now. There is legitimately no bad publicity anymore. It doesn't matter what you like. Do you think about all the people who support Donald Trump because he said he did some of the crazy because he had star while his wife was pregnant. Mm -hmm. Like literally they look at it like a W that he did. How crazy <laughs> is that? People admire courage. Yeah. It takes a lot of courage. So those people you named are all courageous. Yeah. For sure. So, yeah, that's their mind. While they are all courageous, what's more important is that they're all famous. Right. Just the fact that they're famous for whatever reason mm -hmm. is, again, I went to a party the other mm -hmm. day 
Okay, mm-hmm. I went uh, Steve Demopoulos. I went to his, his Halloween party, mm-hmm. like last October, not the other day. Where I'm at his Halloween party, and I'm I, hanging out there. I brought like four or five girls with me, and there's all these women surrounding this one table. Mm-hmm. This it, they were all white women, by the way. They're all blonde, mm-hmm. and I was like, who is sitting at this table mm-hmm. that all these women want to be around? Fucking Orenthal James Simpson. OJ. Uh, I'm watching uh, OJ. all these women around <laughs> OJ the whole time. Like, I want to meet OJ. Can you introduce me to OJ? OJ Simpson. Guys, that was a pretty bad thing. Supposedly. Like, <laughs> bro, I mean, are you kidding right. me? Like, this is my point. There is no one pays for anything. There yeah. is no consequences. The reason why I bring this up is mm-hmm. because you'll have guys, I'll, I'll be like, hey, do you want this reason why it's called the men of action course? Will you take some action? Will you fix your social media, your profile, so that I can help you with your networking? Mm-hmm. And they're like, ah, oh. by the way, what you do, Instagram is just the, the first platform. You do the same stuff on TikTok, on Snapchat, on Twitter, and then you do it on LinkedIn also because you want to connect with other people. Are you willing to do that? And they're like, no, I'm afraid of what my mommy thinks. I'm afraid of what my pastor thinks. I'm afraid if I do this, I won't be able to get a job. And then I'm like, your president a porn star while his wife was pregnant. And you think that you're not going to get a job right. because you posted a meme. What is wrong with you, dude? Yeah. What is wrong with you? No, you're just afraid to take action. Right. What it is, you're just afraid to take action. That's all it is. 100%. Yeah. Michael, Man. it's been a blast, dude. I've learned a lot. I'm in a relationship, but I feel like yeah. this was very yeah. educational for a lot of people. Yeah, well, the thing is, like, this, when you're in a relationship, guys, there's still attributes that you need to for your girl to not take you for granted and mm. to continue to find you attractive. But those attributes also make other women attracted to you. Right. It's this weird dichotomy where women, like, live on this tightrope. I want this guy who has all these attributes that I find attractive, while at the same time they know other women find mm. those same attributes attractive. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. And we're not going to get those attributes to you because you guys got a bias course. Yeah, you got to go to employmentary.com. Yeah, Any closing comments? Yeah, man. Uh, uh, I have a free course that we just put out. Mm-hmm. It's on my school server. Okay. Uh, if you, if anybody's out there and wants the free course, along with a 30 book book list of all the things that we just talked about today, mm-hmm. along with 30 perfectly curated Instagram profiles where you just copy and paste. When it comes to fixing your IG, you just copy and paste. Mm. If you guys are interested in that, just hit me up and I will give you access to our free school server. Uh, and then if you're interested, if you're just like, hey, fuck that, I just want to buy the course. I need to get in this course. There's already 500 guys in the course right now. You would just go to moamentoring.com if you wanted to join the course. Otherwise, just hit me up and I'll just put you guys in the free school, school server. Like I said, every single thing I go on, um, like I said, last, last week, I, I went on a Fresh and Fit three times, went on with Jedi Diabilo, went on with Adam Sosnick. I uh, had Pearl Davis on. Mm-hmm. If you guys want to see the schedule of all the things that we do in the program, mm-hmm. also the invites to Babes in Toyland, Teatro parties, Maxim parties, Playboy parties, uh, Model Citizen Fund, and all those different events, the bikini competition at Wet Republic, uh, Swimsuit USA, and Paradise Challenge, all of the dates for that are also on our free school server because we try to get all the guys in our community to come all of these events together. Just hit me up on Instagram and I'll, and I'll give you uh, access to that. Nice. Love it. Win. Hmm? Make sure you become a self-improvement junkie. <laughs> self-improvement is real, yeah. guys. For men, woman, if you're watching, it's right. real. Digital Social Hour, thanks for tuning in. See you guys next time. Peace.